Okay? Amen? So let's think of the tithes and the offerings today. So, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we have an opportunity to come into your house, Father, and that we can so purposefully into your kingdom, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that as it says that we do such, that, Father, that you said you would rebuke the devourer from coming into our lives and causing and wreaking havoc. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that there's a hedge of protection, that the blood of Jesus is, Father, covering the lives of the, of, of the tithers, Father God, and the congregation this day. And I thank you, Lord, that we are joyful givers, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that as we put forth, Father God, seed this day that is producing life, Father, for you and your kingdom purposes, in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So if you would like to give into uh, Inspiration 9 Church today, there's uh, many ways you can do such. You can do so by e-transfer at info at i9church.com. It's probably the easiest way. You can also give by check. You can mail it in. You can put it uh, in cash in an envelope in the back. The ushers have envelopes if you need one uh, this day as well. Amen. I want to give a couple announcements today. Uh, you know, you, you've, you've missed us probably. Uh, you know, we've been obviously in Africa, uh, in Uganda, and uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on it today, but we had a great time. Uh, you know, one of the purposes that we went over uh, there uh, to Uganda was to see some of the things that you as a congregation have been investing into. Uh, you know, if many of you guys were aware, uh, you know, we had, uh, we, one of the purposes we went is we had actually purchased land to be able to build a village church. And so we went there and we dedicated that land uh, over there. Uh, there are many different things that we got to see the programs uh, where they were, um, you know, we had purchased sewing machines for uh, some of the, the women where they're doing skill development, right? And so we got to see the ladies, you know, working with all the different sewing machines and developing a craft so that they can get off of the streets and be able to, you know, have a livelihood, you know? So we got to go minister in, in the prisons. We got to play a soccer match. Uh, I managed to actually run around for almost a half of a game before I decided to get gassed out. And, uh, and that was uh, an enjoyable enjoyable day. Pastor Sherry was uh, dancing around through most of uh, her trip. Uh, every, everywhere that she went, she got to, you know, people just wanted to kind of dance with her. I think that was the, the highlight uh, of everything. And uh, we went to the uh, South Sudanese uh, border and uh, South Sudan, and um, we were able to, that was uh, the ground bake, uh, ground, groundbreaking uh, that we did there. And uh, in Lugari, Luderi, sorry. Uh, and anyways, but we also went and, and we got to minister to about a hundred uh, different pastors and their wives uh, who were um, all in that, uh, the South Sudan camps and doing ministry, the work of the Lord over there. And so we had a two-day conference uh, that we went into that particular area and uh, were able to kind of teach them. We had to work with a translator. Uh, you know, this is here. We were praying over some individuals at one of the church services as well. And uh, it, was, it was an interesting experience, you know, talking to people through a translator, you know, where um, you have to simplify some of your, your, your messages and uh, different things. But I thought it came out pretty good. Uh, I got a little bit overheated that day. Um, you know, we were kind of in a, uh, we'll say a tin box for, for many hours. Uh, but, it, but it worked out really good. Hey, you got the next day off. I did. I did. I got the next day off of that there. So I don't know if you have anything else you want to share just even on the trip real quick. Uh. I don't know. I don't even know where to start with it. Like, honestly, I'm just going to encourage you guys. If you've never been on a mission trip before or you've never been to a country like this, I would encourage you do it do it. Don't delay. Just go and do it because I'm telling you, it'll change your life. It is a whole nother world and you see something. And I remember, um, so when we, when we got back, um, we were both sick when we got back and, uh, we had strep throat 
And so I went to go fill my prescription at the pharmacy, and there was a girl that was there, and my mom was with me. And uh, so I was trying to make sure that the medication she was giving me wasn't going to interact with the malaria pills. And so she said, malaria pills? You must have, you must have come back from a, a different country. And I said, oh, yeah, I went to Africa for two weeks. And my mom said, you know, she went on a mission trip. And so then this, this other lady comes in, and by this point, like a bunch of people in shoppers was all gathering around to talk about this mission trip. And she said to me, she said, you know, I, I've seen the videos and I've seen the pictures. It must have been so sad, all that poverty and everything. And I said, honestly, what's interesting is that you go and yes, you see poverty. And yes, you see another world where they have less than what we have here. But I'm telling you the gratefulness that they have. The honor that they have is like none other. It is such mm -hmm. in such a way that it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm watching them because we drove a lot. <laughs> and I'm watching out the windows. There, there are people everywhere. And they're playing with with a plastic pop bottle and just completely like having so much fun. And I'm thinking, you know, here in the Western world, we have everything at our fingertips. Yet here I feel that there is so much ingratitude mm -hmm. and we don't know gratitude and honor and respect the way that they do when they don't have as much. They're mm -hmm. completely, they're happy. They're, and, and it's amazing to see that. And so when she said, oh, it must have been so sad, I thought, no, I feel sad for in the Western world how, how sad people are here. People feel the sadness here, mm -hmm. but there they don't feel the sadness in the same way. It, anyways, it was amazing. Amen. Lots of stories. Yep. So we're gonna, we'll, we'll share a little bit more over the upcoming weeks. Uh, I know Pastor Michael's on next week. He'll probably share a little bit too and uh, give you guys more updates. But I want to just kind of get through a couple quick announcements because I want to get into the message today. I know we, we got a lot on the, on the, on the agenda, but uh, you know we do have uh, our Lighthouse Prayer. We're going to be back on Lighthouse Prayer tomorrow night at 6.30 to 7.30. It's online. It's on YouTube. It's on Facebook and it's on Rumble. If you're not on Rumble, I mean, Rumble's a great opportunity to kind of get signed up for that. So um, we're going to be on that tomorrow night. I encourage you to not just even pray online with us, but go to a house and come see us and we'll get you connected into a household where you can pray with another believer uh, uh, during the Lighthouse Prayer on Mondays. Uh, the other thing I want you guys to be aware of is we are starting a church fast, a 21-day church fast. Last week, Pastor Luke, I heard they did a great job on the message last week on prayer and fasting in the latter days. And so we're going to be doing a 21-day fast that's starting this Friday. Uh, and that's going to end on basically Lent. We're going right, I'm sorry, it's going to end on uh, Holy Thursday, going right into uh, Easter weekend. And so I just want I want to encourage you guys to said when when we fast we fast for we fast for a purpose right we we fast to be able to set ourselves aside so we can hear God's voice and be able to get breakthrough in our lives so I just encourage you to really do that I encourage you to really press on even beyond you know just hey a social media fast but I really believe that you know fasting is really about you know the sacrifice of disciplining your flesh even in the in the area in the arena of food you know and food and drink and I really believe that you know we want the supernatural power we want the breakthrough in God and I really believe that we need to get back to the basic principles of what he's actually teaching us in his word. And so if you want to add on some of those extras, you know, media, et cetera, do it. But I really encourage you, you know, to, to let's actually do a fast this year. So we have uh, out in the foyers or the ushers, I'm not sure if they have them as well, but there's uh, handouts that they have for, for our fasting plan over the next three weeks. That's going to be starting on Friday. I just encourage you to grab those uh, before you go today. And uh, we got a plan and everything that we're going to be doing through that period of time. Amen. 
Yeah. Last thing, I just want to let you guys know, I really believe that it's always good to be able to support uh, different commu uh, you know, projects and things, uh, even in media within the world. And I know they got a movie out right now, is the Jesus Revolution, uh, that a lot of people have seen. I'm going to go see it on Tuesday with uh, our family. Uh, I do believe there's a few people in the church who are going to be going to see that even this afternoon. If that's something you want to get, you know, get involved with, you just want to do something this afternoon, go support one of those things. Just come see us afterwards. I'll get you connected and uh, you guys can go uh, you know, see what God is doing in, in that arena as well. Amen? All right, let's get started. You guys ready? Are you guys ready? All right, all right, all right. Mark, by the way, I see him over here everywhere he went in Africa. Mark, Mark, just stand up for just a quick second. All right, Mark went on the Mark mission trip was with us. And uh, he had a great time. But I can tell you, this guy actually ended up having, you know, like a burnt arm on one arm uh, because he literally, everywhere he went all the way through Uganda, literally just waved out the window the entire time. And, when and I we say, drove a lot of hours. Yeah. And that for hour after hour after hour, everyone he went by, he waved in. You there know. was, there were, and there was hundreds of people around everywhere. There was always people around, but just seeing Mark and his desire to minister to the children, our whole team actually was amazing, but like, I just saw something special in Mark that just really, he, he cares genuinely for people. And uh, that's, what, that's what we like to see in, in what God is doing, you know, is just a, a genuine love and care for people all the way around. Amen. All right, so as we wrap up, this is the last week we're going to be doing on this End Time series. We're going to be talking on the Holy Spirit today. We pulled some of our notes out of actually, uh, we did a ninth hour, just kind of I-9's version of an encounter weekend. Uh, we haven't done one in a little while. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll introduce another one later. Um, but right now, we're going to pull out some of this stuff. So some of you may have heard a little bit of this information, but I believe it's really important to even just touch base on the basics of God's Word. And today, we're going to be talking on that. And I want to start in Acts chapter 2, uh, in verse number 14, and it says, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For, all, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and the signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. And the sun shall turn into darkness and the moon into the blood before the coming of the great an awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is, we are living, you know, back then, you know, Peter started quoting this from Joel chapter two about the arrival of the Holy Spirit. And it's talking about how the spirit of God is going to be poured out in the last days. How much more are we living in the last days now than when Peter was preaching about this even 2000 years ago? And see, I believe that the Holy Spirit is a vital part of what we need in the latter days to be able to be empowered, to be able to live a victorious life. And that is 
what God is doing in the earth today. And see, a lot of people, they got a misunderstanding about the Holy Spirit. There, there's all of these different things that kind of circumvent around the Holy Spirit. You know, he's got a, you know, they're, they're missing the identity, the purposes, the plans, and what he's here for in the earth. But today, we're going to try to bring everything out today. So hopefully, you have a better understanding as you walk away at the end of this message on who the Holy Spirit is. And hopefully, if you guys are tired from the time change, we'll be a little bit passionate here and just wake you guys up a little bit. I don't Amen. Know. <laughs> um, so you guys know um, we like to watch movies. And by we like to watch movies, I mean that um, they watch movies and I watch movies with my eyes closed. <laughs> but there was this one movie that we watched, actually, and a Spider-Man movie or something like that. Anyways, um, and it really caught my attention because as I'm watching this, I'm thinking, this is an amazing depiction of the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to describe to you. Maybe you've seen the movie, maybe not. Maybe I'll get a couple th things wrong. I don't know. You guys correct me if not. But basically, um, do you guys know who Tony Stark is? Iron, Iron Man? Okay, you guys know more than me. Um, so, so Iron Man, Tony Stark basically dies, but he leaves Peter Parker, who is Spider-Man, a gift. And they're called Edith glasses. And so he gives them to Peter Parker. And basically these glasses um, have all the intelligence that you ever need. So as soon as you put them on, all of a sudden, like you could walk up and it'll tell you everything that you need to know about where you're going, who you're talking with, um, and all of these kinds of things. And it's just this super amazing intelligence system that's contained in these glasses. And the word Edith is actually an acronym meaning even dead, I'm the hero. And, uh, and I thought that's hilarious because even though Jesus Christ is alive today, he's still the hero after he died on the cross. Amen. But what happened was that Peter Parker saw these glasses and he's like, I don't want them. These silly pair of glasses. And he refused the gift. He gave them, he, he got rid of them and he was very frivolous with it. And, you know, all this is relevant because as we're talking about the Holy Spirit, you know, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he gave us a gift, a free gift of the Holy Spirit. And as we have the Holy Spirit with us, he comes and he is like that, that intelligence system. Whereas we're going through our everyday life, all of a sudden we have an opportunity when we're walking up to somebody and they, and we have a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom for them, or we're trying to make decisions in our life. And all of a sudden we're like, ah, I don't know which way to go. But the Holy Spirit says, you know what? You got to go this way. And this is what we have. But are we going to receive the Holy Spirit and allow him to guide us in our life or are we going to be like Peter Parker and refuse the gift and say you know what it's just a silly pair of glasses I can live on my own do we want to live on our own or do we want to live with the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives amen so Jesus here, as you know, as she just mentioned, you know, he went through the process of the redemption of mankind and he goes through the death, the burial and his resurrection. And then he's sitting here talking to the disciples afterwards in Acts chapter one, verse number four to eight. And it says, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you have heard from me for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him saying, Lord, you at this time, would you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times of the seasons for which the father has put into his own authority. 
authority, but you shall receive the power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And see, this is what God did. This is what Christ did. He promised the arrival of the Holy Spirit to empower them to be witnesses in the earth. That was what his purpose was. That is what he came for. This is what the deliverance of this was for. And so now we see, and we've read this passage over and over again, but I'm going to read it again today. It, re it talks about the arrival of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. And it says in Acts 2, in chapter 1 to 4, it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And, when, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as, a, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There then appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And, uh, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. You know, a lot of times when we talk about this passage, we, we bring out a lot of the, the key things, you know, how they were in one accord and they were in unity and they were praying and all of those elements are very, very important. But I want to just kind of bring this out from a little bit of a different perspective today. It actually says that when this happened, that the Holy Spirit came in with such a bang, okay, that, that it came in with a mighty, rushing, violent wind. It, it came in stirring up, you know, a whole lot of things right now and filled every element. You know what wind does? It fills every nick and cranny. It really went in. And then it says that there were cloven tongues of fire that were all kind of being visibly seen above. And so it actually made such a stir that it says that everyone around them heard the commotion and then came and brought themselves over to the area to see what was happening. That's what it's actually talking about. So could you imagine, take a look at it, your neighborhood or, you know, if the house next to you all of a sudden has all of this commotion going on. You know, there's this mighty rushing wind and there's these tongues of fire that are floating over all everybody. And then they all start speaking in another language. Wouldn't this be a remarkable thing for you to be able to see and experience? And that was what was taking place when the Holy Spirit showed up that day. And so everyone's asking, what's going on? And so they come and they see what's happening before them. And it's at this point where all of a sudden it dawns on Peter that he is seeing before his eyes that which was prophesied. It's being fulfilled right before him. Jesus said, go wait, the Holy Spirit's going to come. This is what the prophet Joel is talking about. This is where the Holy Spirit's here. And all of a sudden he opens up his mouth and it says, you know, and, and he starts to address the crowd as what a witness of God, because that's exactly what God said that he was going to do. And so in Acts 2, 37 to 41, it says, and Peter's words pierced their hearts. And he said to them and to the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? And Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, those promises to you, to your children, and to those far away, and all have been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time. Very long Strongly time. urging all of his listeners, save yourself from this crooked generation. I mean, no, we live in a crooked generation. 
right? I may not preach for a long, long time today, but I'm still going to say, save yourself from this crooked generation, right? And it says, those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. And here's the thing that I want to point out that is so remarkable, and you may have known this part already. Peter was the one who delivered this powerful message of God. Peter was the one who was denying Christ just chapters earlier at his crucifixion. But now Peter is endured with the power of the Holy Spirit from on high. And that is a powerful thing that we need in our lives to be able to be the messengers and the voice of God to this lost and crooked generation. Absolutely. I, I think it's interesting, like when we were um, going through the message together and he, he was talking about this, how, you know, just just before this, Peter was denying Christ. And I thought, you know, sometimes I, I get a little discouraged in, our, in, in the world that we're living in because I think like, I have so much excitement. I want everybody to experience what I'm experiencing. And I want everybody to just know God for exactly who he is and be as excited and just completely like set aside everything that, that is completely like separating them from God and just completely like pour their lives out to him. And then, you know, you walk through life and you realize that not everybody does that. And so sometimes I get, I, I get a little discouraged and I think, God, like, you know, we just want to see you move. We want the Holy Spirit to just be poured out upon all flesh, like you said in your word. And then what he said to me, and then I'm sitting here and I'm like, you know, but we have people who are denying your power, even Christians who deny the power of God. Thank God, like this is, this is so sad. And he said to me, while we we're going over this, that just before Peter was denying me, but then, but then, the mighty rushing wind came in and the power of God fell on them. And it was like cloven tires that was hanging over their head. And they began to speak in other languages and they began to uh, preach the word of God. They did what they knew how to do. And I'm telling you, this actually, this scenario came alive to me when we were in Africa because two different, two de different um, things happened. Number one, when we went to Luderi, when we were doing the groundbreaking and uh, we, we pulled in and it was like no man's land. Nobody's around. You see nothing. It's just field and, you know, like weeds or trees or plants. Like there's nothing around. And so we pull up in what wasn't even a driveway or a road, but it was the road. And we stop and we're like, there's a stone on the ground here and there's a stone on the ground there. And it marked the four corners. So we get out of the van. And as we get out of the van, we're just talking for about, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe 40 seconds. All of a sudden we look up and there's just droves of people that are all of a sudden there. And I'm like, what happened? Where'd these people come from? Like, there's nothing around here. Where did they come from? But the thing is, is that they, they heard that something was happening and they, they had to go investigate. They had to do it. They had to see what was happening. And so all of these people just come there's a language barrier. They speak a different language than us. We speak English. We don't speak their language. And yet they're coming and they want to communicate. And all of a sudden, this little boy 
who I know doesn't actually speak or, well, he doesn't understand English, came up and he's just walking beside me. And he says, praise be to God. Hallelujah. God is good. Lift him on high. And he's just repeating it over and over and over again. And I thought, how amazing is it that when these people have this desire to know what God is doing, to know what is happening, and how come we don't have that while we're here in Canada? We need to have that desire of, you know what? I don't know what it is, but I got to go find out. And I don't care if I don't speak the language and I don't care if I don't understand what's happening. I got to go stand beside the people who have caught the fire of God because I need this in my life today. Amen. So what is the baptism of the Holy Spirit? What is it? It is an infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's all encompassing. It's everything that you need. And this is the way that um, I like to kind of describe it. It's like, you know, in the Old Testament, we know that they had measures of the Holy Spirit kind of in, in their lives. And so it's like a cup. Here's my cup right here. I got water in this cup. It's filled. There's a measure of water in this cup. But when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's no longer about what this cup can hold. It's about immersing this cup inside of a pool of water. And now the water is completely encompassing everything about this cup. You are this cup and you no longer just have a measure on the inside of you where you can just do a little bit here and a little bit here. But now all of a sudden you're completely immersed and you are, it's no longer about how much you can contain, but it's about the power of God that is surrounding you and flowing through through you and everything that God can do through you because you are willing and you say, God, I'm here. Fill me up with your spirit. Who are you? I want you to move through me. God, I need you. And this is what we need in our life today. So amen. Amen. So who is God? Who is the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. Who is he? He is God. The Holy Spirit is not an it. You know, sometimes I remember, you know, when I was younger, I just really didn't know how to describe the Holy Spirit. I'm like, you know, uh, it is, and you're trying to think about things, but the Holy Spirit is a person. He is God. He's part of the Trinity, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit together as one. He is God. And there are attributes that he has. He is eternal. Hebrews 9.14 says, for the for by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice for our sins. He is forever. He is no beginning, no end. He is with us always. Mm -hmm. He is omniscient, which means that he knows all things, even the deep things of God. The things that we don't know, the things that we struggle with, he knows. Mm -hmm. And he can guide us through those things because he is omniscient. He is omnipotent, which means that he has unlimited power, the power of the highest, and nothing is impossible with God. I don't know about you, but I know I can't do things on my own strength. Mm -hmm. Amen? I mean, I want God's power in my life because I want to do things beyond what just I can handle, just beyond what I think I can do. I want God to be the one who is leading me in this life. He is omnipresent, which means that he's everywhere at all times. He's with you always, even to the end of the age. He's with you wherever you go. He's here right now. He's in this place. He's with you when you wake up in your house. 
He's with you when you go to work, when you're on the bus, when you go to another country, wherever you go, whoever you're with, he's still there because he's everywhere. But are we going to reject him or are we going to bring him with us into our circle, into our sphere of our life? Amen. Amen. The other thing that Pastor Sherry brought up briefly there was is that the Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead, of the triune God, the Trinity itself, right? There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And together, there are three separate individuals, but they are also one. That's really important for us to know. It's not just three different personalities. It is three different distinct individuals who are one. They are the triune God. If you ever hear someone who says, you know, that the Holy Spirit is some sort of a force or the Holy Spirit isn't God, you know, then they're teaching you something that is not in God's word. The Holy Spirit is a member of the Godhead. He is God and he is a co-equal with God. All three of them are co-equal. You know, there's different ways that people try to describe the Trinity. I'm not going to have a whole message on that today, but you know, a lot of times people even like to use an example of water, you know, H2O, you know, you have a liquid state of that. You have a gas state of that. You have an ice state of that. And you know, each of those are different continued states, but they were all still H2O. They are all still water. And so I just believe that we need to understand that the Holy Spirit is God. Okay, he's not a force. He is God. And he is part of the triune co-equal part of the Godhead of God Almighty. Amen? Amen. All right. I think we're going to end up having to like power through some of this. Let's power through. <laughs> All right. So one of the things, are we here at this point? Yeah. As God, God cannot be controlled. This is one of the things that um, I feel like God really revealed this to me um, back in 2020 when we were doing renovations in our house. And uh, we were putting a fireplace in our living room finally after 18 years being like, I want a fireplace, I want a fireplace. But as I'm watching this fireplace and I'm like, you can flip the switch and turn it on. Flip the switch and turn it off. You can adjust the dial and turn the flame up or you can turn it down and turn the flame down which is really cool and all these modern day things. But as I was watching this and being amazed by this gas fireplace that's now in my house, I felt like God said to me that people view the Holy Spirit as a gas fireplace. And instead of allowing him to burn and catch and freely flame the way that he should be able to move, we decide that we're gonna either flip a switch and allow him in this box or we're going to say, nope, now's not the time. It's not your time yet. You don't, you don't get to have a say yet. Or we say, you know what? This is a little too much flame for me. I'm going to turn it down a little bit. It's a little too hot. People are getting hot in here. You know what? I want to see people on fire for God. I want to see people just undignified before God and saying, you know what? I don't care who's around. I don't care what I look like. What I care about is that God is moving in my life and that I am on fire and that I'm so on fire that I'm going to catch to the next person and they're going to catch to the next person and they're going to catch to the next person. See, God said to me, I will not be manipulated. I will not be controlled. And see, when Christ came, he came to set us free from the control and he came to set us free from manipulation but here, we sometimes think that we need to be able to control him because it has to look a certain way. You know what? Today's the day where I'm saying, God, 
you know what? You do you. You move as you're going to move. And if it means that it, it's going to be this, and you know what? We started preaching, but you know what? It's going to turn into a Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost moving service, and we're just going to sing and praise and pray all day long. But you know what? We're going to do it. Because we're going to let God move as God is willing to move. We want to stay in God's will. Amen? Amen. See, the Holy Spirit came as a helper. Okay, that's really what Christ reveals. And in John 14, 15, 18, it says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you, uh, with you and will be in you and will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I want to bring something out here, which I really believe is really, really important. It says, first of all, it says that he may abide with you forever and that he will not leave you orphans. Okay. The Holy Spirit was given to us to be a helper. And the Holy Spirit was given 2000 years ago. And the Holy Spirit is still here to be our helper today. He didn't leave, okay? He's not gone, right? He didn't disappear sometime in the early church, okay? The Holy Spirit is here. And I believe this is really important for us to know because there's, there's, there's people who want to believe that the Holy Spirit is gone. They want to believe that he's, he's absent. But God says right here in his word, how long did it say? It says that he may abide with you forever, Okay, so that doesn't mean that he's going to just abide with you for a short period of time. It means that he's going to abide with you forever. He's going to be with you until the day of the return of the Lord. Okay, because with us as Christians, we have the Holy Spirit. That's what God gave us. And the Holy Spirit here says, I want to read it out of the Amplified. And it says, I'll give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, and that he may remain with you forever in the spirit of truth. The spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, releases truth to you. We want to be able to know truth. We want to pursue truth. We want to live in the truth. And we need to be able to do that by working in conjunction with the Holy Spirit who's, at, who's helping us in our lives. And all these other elements that he says, a counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. These are all parts of what the Holy Spirit does for you in your life to be able to help you walk out and be empowered to live the life that Christ has for you. Amen? Amen. Amen. This is good. So we know as believers, when we have allowed the Holy Spirit in our life, there are certain things that happen that we know that the Holy Spirit is working in our life. And the first thing is that he speaks to us. Right. One of the biggest things that I hear from Christians is that I struggle hearing God's voice. How many have ever struggled at one point in their life or another with hearing God's voice? Look around. Leave your hand up. Look around. The majority of us have struggled with hearing God's voice. Brian will tell you, when he was younger, that was something that he just, he really struggled with. But sometimes we have so much distraction in our life that we can't hear him in our life anymore. And this is why I love, this is just a great segue into our fasting kind of thing, just as Pastor Luke and Christine preached last week, is that, you know what? Fasting is an amazing way to completely get 
distractions out of your life so that you have an opportunity to be able to become sensitive again to hear his voice. You want him to speak to you and you want to follow through with him, through with what he says. And sometimes another thing is that we, um, we have an idea of what we think that we should do or we think the next step should be in our life. We, or we think, oh, we should do this. So we pray expecting God to answer things in that way. And then when we're not hearing that answer, we're like, God, you're not speaking to me. I can't hear you. And he's saying, I'm speaking to you. You're not listening to me. And you, and you, you pray and you say, God, like this is, this is the amazing opportunity because of A, B, C, D, logical this, logical that, facts, reason, all of these things. And he's saying, but set that aside. I have something overflowing for you over here, but you have to be able to walk away from this in order to get this. Sometimes that's the, what, the way he answers us. And if we're not sensitive to hear him when he's speaking like that, we're not going to recognize the way that he's leading us because it's not just, it's not going to sound all the same. It's not going to look exactly the same for each person. And what's right for one person in a direction is not necessarily going to be right for another person. You know, if um, I sat here today and said, you know what? I'm going to be a missionary. I'm leaving and I'm going to go. And uh, yeah, that's what. And then Pastor Brian says, well, I don't feel like I'm going to be a missionary. He's like, I'm going to stay here. That would not be the Holy Spirit speaking because we're married. And so there's a, there's a way that God speaks that would coincide together. He wouldn't tell me something different than telling him, right? Now, there's a passion that sparks when you go and you do some things, which is okay. But you have to be sensitive to hear his voice, to know what he's saying. The second thing is he speaks through us. I know I'm taking a longer time and I said we had to rush, but whatever. <laughs> I got the microphone, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like preaching with Pastor Sherry. <laughs> um, he speaks through us, Okay. Um, there was a situation that happened in Africa and, um, it was actually quite amazing. We went to the women's prison and actually, so the day before we were at the Sudanese refugee camps and pastor Brian, I, I'm pretty sure he had heat exhaustion. He got sick. He was up throwing up through the night and the next day. So they let him stay home that day when we went to the uh, prisons. And so I stayed home with him in the morning, but then we, I went to the women's prison. And when I went to the women's prison, there was this one girl that just stood out to me. And as I, I, just, I just saw something special about her. And I thought, God, like there's something about her. And, but you can't just go up to a prisoner and just go say something to them. Like they're prisoners. So I said, God, if you have something to say to her, you have to create the opportunity for me to be able to say it. And he said, I've given her a good heart. So I was like, okay, well, I can't just uh, go up and say this to her. So... Um, you're, you're going to have to make this happen. So we wrap up and we're about to leave. And I'm like, I still didn't get an opportunity. And as I'm leaving, she's standing right there. And so I just looked up to at her and I said, God's given you a good heart. And she said, what? And I thought she didn't understand me because, you know, language barrier. And I said, and I'm thinking, am I being too simple? Like maybe I need to say something beyond like he's given you a good heart. But all that could come out was, he's given you a good heart. And so I said it, and she said, that's been my prayer. I have heart struggles. I have heart failure, 
and I need a new heart, and I've been praying and asking God for a good heart. And so when I said to her, I'm thinking, I'm second-guessing myself, thinking like maybe I'm just being simplified and saying God gave you a good heart. But when I said God gave you a good heart, I was speaking to a prayer that she had prayed, and she heard, she knew that God heard her cry in that moment, and God saw her in that moment. And so this is the type of thing that we need when the Holy Spirit is with us, to be able to walk through life, to be able to see somebody and all of a sudden say, you know what? You have a good heart. God's given you a good heart. And then begin to speak to the heart of people because this is what transforms people. And when they see that they have been seen and God knows who they are and they haven't been forgotten, they haven't been lost, it changes them. And it opens up their heart to receive everything that God has for them. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let's just talk for a minute even about how do we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's a really simple process. And it says, first of all, in Luke eleven thirteen, it says, So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the, gift of, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? What's the first thing we do? We ask. Okay? Second, is it says, the second part is, it says in Acts 19, 6 and 7, it says, and then Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men about them were 12 in all. In Acts 8, 14, it says, and when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of the Lord, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet it had not fallen upon none of them. But uh, they that had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. So what's the second part? Lay on of hands. So we ask and then we lay on hands. And then the third part is actually that of faith. Okay? And, and when, what happens with the faith element of it is, as it said in Acts, it says that when they spoke forth, they spoke forth as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay? Now there, there's a key in here that a lot of people really miss because it says they spoke. Who spoke? They spoke. It didn't say that the Holy Spirit, you know, possessed their body and overtook them and, 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 and that he spoke, right? It said that you spoke as the Spirit of God gave you utterance, okay? And so here's the part is, is that a lot of times when people are, are prayed for with the laying out of hands and they've asked for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, okay, which is first evidence, okay, often by the speaking of tongues, okay, what happens is, is that they're just sitting here waiting for some sort of, you know, power to be able to just start controlling their lips to be able, and their vocal cords to be able to start speaking. But, you know, you have the Holy Spirit on the inside. And when, when you have that urge, don't you ever have that urge on the inside? And it's just like, oh, I need to talk to this person right now. I need a witness to them. You know, that's an utterance of God that is telling you to act and to do something. And that's the same type of a process that's taking place. This is that the spirit of God, the utterance is rising up on the inside, but you have to put some vocal cords to the action here to be able to express that which the Holy Spirit is empowering on the inside of you. Do you understand me? And that is all done because the just shall live by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And it's an action of faith to be able to do that because your mind is in the intellectual part of it doesn't understand. Okay, it's just, uh, it just sounds like gibberish, but that's because that's your mind trying to comprehend something supernatural that is taking place on the inside and it's activated by faith, but you have to do the activation. 
That's right. So number one, ask. Number two, laying on of hands. Number three, have faith. Number four, receive and continually be filled. This is something that's not a once and done thing. We just, you know, we're filled with the Holy Spirit and then we just live our lives. This is something we are bringing him in every day. We are continually being filled in our life. And I like what it says in Ephesians. It says, Ephesians 5, 18 and 20 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Can I get an amen on that? Mm -hmm. Says instead, instead be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts and give thanks for everything to God, the father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is something that is activated by faith. This is something that continues on uh, on a daily basis. I can't, when I'm praying in tongues, I still have to have faith for it. I still, and you know what, there's even like, you know, when we talk about different types and we're not going to get into it today because we're, I think we're going to, we want to pray for people. So we're going to kind of wrap here, but, um, but when we're, when we're praying for people or we're just praying and you know, we have tongues and interpretation of tongues stepping out, that's an activation of faith because you don't necessarily know what you're saying, but you're trusting that God's giving the interpretation to somebody else. And so you know, if I let myself get in my own head, I get mixed up and uh, I don't know what to say. But when I just completely set that aside, say, I don't want to be praying of my own will. I don't want to be praying on my own accord, but I'm going to open up my voice and I'm going to allow God to speak because he's got something good to say and he will do it. He is faithful. So as we are faithful to step out, he is faithful to fill our mouths as we are speaking out. Amen. Right. And I, I want to wrap up with this particular point. I don't want to get into uh, a whole bunch of the, the other little parts of the notes, but there's a verse here. There's two verses that I really want to kind of clarify here. Mark 16, 17 and 18 says, and these signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents and if they drink any deadly, anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They, shall lay, they will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. What does it say is a sign, right, of those who believe? It says that they shall speak with new tongues. As a follower of Christ, with the gift of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which Christ gave for us specifically for us to be able to be empowered, to be able to be witnesses in the earth today. He gave us that gift. And it says here that these are signs that shall follow those who believe praying in tongues. Okay. Tongues is, a, is, a, is an active part of the life of a believer. It is something that is promised in God's word. It's something that he says shall follow. Just like it says that we shall lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover. Just like we shall be able to cast out devils. These are all parts of the life of a believer. You guys with me? All right. The other thing I just want to uh, touch base real quick is, is, is there's many different purposes of tongues, okay? Uh, you know, there's signs to the unbeliever. There's all kinds of different elements. They edify us. They build up our faith. There's a whole, there's a whole list of these different things. But I want to bring out just real quick, even in, um, uh, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 14, right? One of the things that it talks about in 2, uh, 1 Corinthians 14 is it talks about even tongues, even in, in churches, right? And there's a whole passage of scripture which is often misinterpreted. And, and this whole passage, when you really look at it, uh, Paul is 
is talking to the church because what was really going on inside of this church is it was all talking about communication. Okay, people were walking in and, and basically the, the minister was standing up here at the front and he's basically, you know, delivering a sermon in tongues. What would you guys do if I got up here in the, in, in Sunday morning and I just sat up here and I was like, you know, look at me and be like, wow, that was wonderful. Right? Like he says, he says, why would you do that? He says, people don't even know, know when to, to even pray in agreement, you know, to say amen, you know, because he goes, your, your intellect, you're not able to do anything. So this is where he talks about if you're going to speak in tongues in the church, right? He says, you know, do so with, with an interpreter so that people can be able to understand when you are trying to communicate a message from God to the congregation. And so this is where the other gift of interpretation of tongues be, is able to be able to come into play. Amen. So there are ways that, and then it says, do everything in decency and in order. And the other part I want to talk about is, is that we pray in the church in tongues. We pray together in tongues because there's a unification that takes place in corporately. Here's the thing I want to be able to ex express to you. On the day of Pentecost, there were 120 people who were not just apostles, by the way. When the pouring of the Holy Spirit was out there, they were in a prayer meeting. They were in a church gathering, and what happened? That day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit arrived. They were all praying in the Spirit together, and then they went out into the street. So, and, and then in another case, you know, with Cornelius' house, Paul's preaching, the Holy Spirit came, and they were all the same thing, praying together in the Holy Spirit. Praying together as a body is something that we do pray, but we are lifting up and we are praying to God the Father. We're not praying intellectually to be able to communicate a message to one another. Do you guys understand that? That's not part, that's not what we're doing. We're praying to God. And when it says when we pray to God, we don't know what we pray. We're praying the will of God. And when we pray the will of God together, you know what we're doing? We're praying in unity. Okay, but we're praying to God in unity. And that is why we pray together, not only individually, but also together corporately, because it is in God's word. Do you understand? You guys with me? Amen. So why don't you guys all stand up right now? I want to, we're going to do, we're going to do two things right now. One of the things that we're going to do is, is if you have never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism by fire, if that is something that you have never been prayed for by the laying on of hands, it's something you come to church over and over, which we are not ashamed to be able to pray, you know, in tongues in this church. But if you have never received that and you would like that because it's a free gift from God for you, do you want to reject it? Or do you want it? If you want it, you got to ask for it. And so by asking, I'm going to ask you guys to come up here and we will pray for you. I'm going to call the pastors up if they can. And the pastors are going to be able to lay hands for you. And they're going to pray over you to receive that gift. So if that's you, even as I'm talking right now, I want you guys to just come out of your seats and come and get. If you've been prayed for and you've received the gift of the Holy Spirit, but it hasn't been evidenced even by speaking in tongues because there's been a hindrance or a roadblock in there, then I still encourage you to come. Or if you want a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit because you haven't been activating that heavenly language that God has given you, then these are all elements that I want you guys to just come forward and pray with one of the pastors. They're going to lay their hands on you and you're going to receive it. Amen? And second is if you've already received that baptism, then I want you guys to just start praying in your seats right now in groups. I want you guys to just gather together. You guys can just start praying in the Holy
Holy Spirit right now. And we are going to just continue to build together in unity right now that which God has for us in the supernatural realm. So you guys can just start activating your heavenly language. That's something that you do by faith. And I don't want you to just think those prayers right now. I want you to actually just pray them out loud. And then if you need prayer, then you can come up here to the front. The band's going to continue to be praying. But Father God, I thank you, Lord, that right now that there is a supernatural movement of God that is taking place. That, Father, that people's faith is arising, their expectation. That, Father, that they understand who the Holy Spirit is and that the ability, Father God, that you have given them to even be able to pray and minister, Father God, through the work of the Holy Spirit is alive in their life right now. And, Father, I thank you, Lord, that the anointing of God, the freshness of the fire of God is being poured out upon them. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that is arising and that their faith is growing. I thank you, Lord, that as the congregation is praying right now, that their faith is arising, that they're feeling edified, Father God, that, Father God, that there's an increase of unity and harmony within the body of Christ this day. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are doing a work on the inside. I thank you, Father, that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we, Father God, are walking in the gospel of Mark where it says, Father, that those who follow you, that, Father, that you would lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover and they shall speak in other tongues. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are speaking forth, Father God, the word of the Lord this day. We're speaking forth, Father God, in tongues this day. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that is taking place. And, Father God, that the fire of God is touching people's lives right now. Fire, Father God, fire, fire, fire. I thank you, Lord, that fire is taking place on the inside of men and women right now. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you are doing, the fire of God, the fire of God. Just keep praying along right now. Pray with one another, pray and edify. It's something you gotta release on the inside. If you haven't activated your heavenly language in a while, I just encourage you to just take that step of faith right now. If you still, there's still time for you to come forward and get prayer at the altar. If you would like prayer, if you'd like the baptism of our fire this day, it's available for you. Just encourage yourself to just continue to pray. You can lift your voices up and worship. We're going to do this for a few more minutes while they're still praying for people here at the altar. When I trust you, I don't need to Hey. 
the things that the Word of God says is it says to it says to actually stir up the gift that is on the inside of you. It talks about praying in the Holy Spirit, and it's one of the things that says you know sometimes it's sitting there, it's dormant, it's not been activated, but you have a charge that God has given to you to stir up the gift of God that is on the inside of you. And so, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you are just causing that passion, the hunger, the desire, Father God, for those to be activated this day in stirring up the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you, Lord, that it's stirring on the inside of men and women right now. Father, I thank you, Lord, that it's stirring, Lord, stirring up, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that they are being, Father God, called up, Lord, that their faith is growing, that, Father, it's anointed this day. If you still would like a fresh impartation, you would like some additional prayer, I just encourage you still to just come on up to the altars this day. We're going to shut things down in about two minutes. And I just pray, Father God, that you would just continue, Father, to do a work within the last of men and women right now. up today uh, one of the things I just want to let you guys always want to give an opportunity as well if you you know Christ died for each and every one of you it says he, you know for the uh, for the forgiveness of our sins right there's death burial and resurrection and if you want an opportunity to be able to surrender your life to the Lordship of Jesus Christ I also just encourage you to come on up to the altars this day one of the pastors would be more than happy to pray with you as well and give you an opportunity to be able to stop doing things on your own and to be able to do things underneath the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So as we dismiss today, Father, I thank you, Lord, for the congregation. I thank you, Lord, for your kingdom purposes. And Father, I thank you that this day that we are walking, Father God, in your love, we're walking in your grace. And I thank you, Lord, that as we go forth this day, Lord, that you would just be with the people. And I thank you, Lord, that they would Activate, Father God, their heavenly language, Lord, not just once a week on a Sunday, but Father God, each and every day, Father, that they would pray, Father, in unity and harmony with you in the name of Jesus. Thank you for coming to church today. We enjoyed being with you. If you have any other questions or things that you would like to discuss or need additional prayer, even for healing in your body, just come on up to the front and we'd be more than happy to pray with you. You are dismissed. Have a great and a wonderful week. It's been great being in the house of God with you today. Amen. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the After Nine Show. My name is Sarah Quinlan, and I'm here today to talk to you about the message that we just heard. It is Sunday, March 12th, 2023, and we just heard the grand finale of the End Times series, week four, and today's subject was on prayer and fasting. No, it's not. It was on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, so we're just going to talk to you about that right now, and if you're just tuning in now, I encourage you to go back and watch the service, and then come over here and talk to me and my bud, Pastor Dave, and we'll kind of add our two cents to the message and something that we stood out, something that stood out to us. So let's bring them on in before things go. Pastor Dave, Mr. Nancy, everybody, come on in. 
Microphone. There you go. Stand up up to my magical line here, buddy. There we go. Yeah. It's good, huh? So, Pastor Dave, I I lied. I just said it's about prayer and fasting, but it wasn't. It was on the Holy Spirit. So I don't know where I was at with that. But um, any anything that stood out to you? Anything that was? I mean, we we've heard this message before. So what what do you think? I think it's a much needed message, and I thought they did an amazing. Oh, sorry. Switch me. Sorry. Okay, start again. I thought. I thought uh, it's it's a much needed message, and they did an amazing job. They didn't miss That's anything right. on that, yep. and there's so much to talk about, you know. And I, you can talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's activity yep. in the world and in the church today, and it, it just you can't exhaust it, you know. Yep. So, I thought they did a great job. Um, there's some things that. Uh, people always get confused with yeah you know and you know they uh, they have a hard time with it I'll tell you my experience with the baptism of the Holy Spirit I was hit by a ball of fire when a man laid his hands on me I mean it was a dramatic experience and uh, I was blown away I mean you know anyways I never spoke in tongues for 10 years after that experience because I was afraid this ball of fire was going <laughs> to consume me. You know, that's just a trip to tell yeah. you the truth, you yeah. know? And uh, I came to Windsor Christian Fellowship and Marilyn Zacher came up to me and they were praying for me and they were talking about the baptism. And, and I went up there and Marilyn said to me, do you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I said, yes, I do, you know, but I says, I haven't spoken tongues since I got it. Yeah. And she says, you're kidding me. I said, no, she says, oh, brother, you got to stir that gift up. I says, what is, she says, let's go, come on, activate that. And, and she put her hands on me and started speaking in tongues. And I felt like I was a parrot. I was parroting what she said. But the next thing you know, things just took off. And uh, I have not stopped speaking in tongues. Yeah. When I, and it's, it's a gift that God gives to you. And it's a right. power gift that God gives to you to help you to do his work on the, on the, in the world today. Yeah. In his church, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's an amazing gift. And we have power over the movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We can say, I'm gonna turn this thing on, I'm gonna turn it off, mm -hmm. you know? I'm gonna ignore it, if you want to, you can, but you're, you're paying for it, you yeah. know? And so, or you can just allow yourself to be used and just practice speaking in tongues. It's the best exercise you can get, mm -hmm. and uh, things will get illuminated to you. Yes. Yeah. I remember when I was I was a very small child and my parents would um, pray whenever we would drive to school. I was living in Woodsley at the time. We would drive into Windsor as like a half an hour drive and we would pray. My mom would just be like, OK, we're going to pray in tongues now. And I, I was like six. I don't know. <laughs> and I was just I was trying to copy my mom. And so I would say chickadee was my word and I just would <laughs> keep repeating that over and over again and I I don't remember any moment in my life where I had this like like you like you had this encounter where you just got received it and I, I don't have any memory of that but I know that I have the gift of speaking in tongues yeah. and I I activate it and I use it all the time 
but I think it's really cool. Even as parents, I really encourage you to make sure, like you said, Pastor Dave, you were you were parroting that. And I think that's where the act of faith, like Pastor Brian and Sherry said today, there's a few things that need to happen. You need to ask. There's laying on of hands. Then there's the act of faith. And then you receive and you're continually filled. And then there's one more and I can't remember. But it's it's having that act of faith to step out and say, okay, I'm going to open my mouth and make utterance with my mouth. And sometimes I think that the thing that gets in our in our way when it comes to receiving the gift of tongues is our heads. Because this is my own opinion. You correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. But um, I don't believe that we, like I don't have the gift of interpretation. So I don't know what's happening, but I know that my spirit and my connection with the Holy Spirit are connecting and words are coming out. And yeah. so I, I like have to just know that if it was nothing, if it was rambles and it meant nothing, it wouldn't build me up the way that it does. It wouldn't bring me to tears the way that it does. You know, if I'm just saying nothing, just random words, why, why do I feel so much, you know? Very good. Very Thanks. good. <laughs> what do you have to... <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's a really timely message for coming into this season of fasting. If this is something that you had a, a hard time pressing in and wrapping your head around, I really encourage you to make this one of those things that you want to break through um, for with fasting. Because that's what God wants to give that to you, right? It says, ask and you shall receive. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to understand it, is a power gift. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's the gateway to all the gifts of the Spirit, all right? And uh, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you speak in other tongues, Yeah. okay? And why is that? You know, why does God choose uh, speaking in other tongues as the confirmation to you that you've received? Because it's the easiest way for God to confirm to you yeah. that you've received something supernatural. Right. You know, it's the easiest way. So when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you get zapped, you know, and, and all of a sudden you start to speak in another language, you know. It, 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 when you receive it, you just know that you know that you know this is not me. Yeah. You know? Yep. And it's, you know, it's from God. And that's the only way he can confirm to you that you, you know, you have it. You've received it. Yeah. Now, there's a couple things that are said, you know, about the Holy Spirit in, in, in the book of John and that. And number one is when the Holy Spirit comes, Jesus said, um, he'll fill you. Yes. Okay. And uh, when the power of God comes on you, you speak with another language, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he's, when he talks about the outpouring of the Spirit, he's talking about all the different gifts that God has inside of him that he's going to pour out yeah. upon all flesh. And so it's not just the Jews or just, you know, uh, the religious people. It's all flesh. He pours out his Spirit upon all flesh. Yeah. You know? And so there's a, a outpouring pouring of the Spirit of God in the last days. And not only that, but whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord in those days will get saved. Yeah. So what have we been seeing in the last couple decades or whatever it is? Well, we see a lot of people getting saved and we see a lot of demonstrations of, of the Holy Spirit yeah. in different, different ways, different gifts of the Holy Spirit being activated in people's lives. Yeah. We see that, yeah. you know? And so what did he say? He said, 
there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit of God on the last days. Yeah. And there's that big word there. Anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Yeah. I just seen the movie, you know, uh, Jesus Revolution. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's oh, a great movie. Boy. It's a great movie. You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it showed all these young hippies getting saved. <laughs> I mean, young and old, but they getting saved all over. It swept across the land, you know, and that was a movement of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we see that activity going on where people are getting saved. And these last we see also demonstrations of the Holy Spirit. You know, in people's lives where we see miracles taking place. Now. Can I ask you a question before you go? Sure. Because we only have two minutes left. But I really wanted to touch on it. Can I ask a question? Can I ask Just in closing, this one's off. We're going to share. Um, what, what would you... I, this is kind of a loaded question, but for I've heard a lot of people talk about how the gifts of the Spirit were for then and not for now. Can you just really quickly... Because you were very, you're very close to touching on that point. So can you just really quickly, in closing, say what you think about that? Let me ask you a question. If you had a war, and you were a country, and you wanted to take over the world, yeah. would you save your most powerful weapons? Wouldn't you save them at the end and bring them out as much as you could? Oh, that's good. Or, or, or would you just let them go dormant and say no they don't exist anymore yeah. i'm telling you there's a we're in our last days yeah and and god wants to convert the world yeah he's got to use his holy spirit to do it yeah. you know and he's doing all the work people getting saved all over the place the bottom line is god is is in at the work in the world and he's going to use the holy spirit baptism yeah. form or however yeah people calling upon the name of the lord getting saved whatever he's got to do he's going to get people saved yeah and you'd be surprised at the different things and ways that he he goes and gets people yeah that's really good pastor dave he's going to bring out his heavy arsenal for the last days oh yeah right for sure yeah that's so good thanks pastor dave yeah. well I, I didn't mean to interrupt you but i really wanted to touch on that point because i think that you're right is that why would he withhold this from us if it wasn't for, you know, advancing oh, no. the kingdom of God? Amen. Yeah. Okay, well, that was a fast one. That went by really quickly. Thanks, Pastor Dave. I love Thank having you. Pastor Dave God on. God loves you. Go see that movie. You'll love it. Go see Jesus Revolution. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you have the best day of your life. And we'll see you tomorrow at the Lighthouse. And just a reminder, the fast is beginning this Friday. So if you need information on that, let us know. Have the best day of your hey, life. You didn't give me a hug. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> love love you. you, Pastor Dave. Love you too. <laughs>